Wow. Yeah. That was condensed. Right. So, Scott Kaplan, yesterday yeah. you told us mm-hmm. that you were having some issues mm-hmm. on the home front, let's just mm-hmm. call it. Yeah, I kind of hinted at it. I sort of intimated it. I'm not sure I un- unloaded details on you, but, yeah, you're right. How are those issues going? I don't know. I don't think so great, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't think so great. Because you know what happened is we had a conversation yesterday about Valentine's Day upcoming, right? Super Bowl yeah. Sunday, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. You said that your wife and the reason you married Doesn't her, care. Doesn't right. care. So last night I go to dinner with my girlfriend. I say to her, I say, hey, listen, you know, we were having this conversation on the air today. I kind of wanted to just run this by you. I said, um, you know, we've been together three years, but Valentine's Day, the first year, you know, nothing really going on because I, I don't remember where I was. The second year I was in Miami for the Super Bowl. I go, you're not like really a hardcore Valentine's Day person, are you? And she looked at me and she said, it's not me. It's you. You're just not very romantic. Oh, damn. I I know, George. And it hurt me, man. It hurt me because I I guess it's kind of true. I don't really think of myself as a romantic type per se. But like I always show up every week with a with a bouquet of flowers, like every week without fail. I will show up with a bouquet of flowers. I walk in. It puts a big smile on her face. So I kind of think of that as being like somewhat romantic, isn't it? Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. I'll take all advice here, guys. I will take all advice on Valentine's Day and what should or should not be done because now I'm feeling an immense amount of pressure. Well, I I think you need to talk to, like, Lauren Lindsay here more than me, uh, to be frank with you. You know, maybe even the audience, to be honest, can help you because, I mean, that's a pretty, like, blunt way of saying it. And, you know, I'm guessing she's saying it because it's probably fairly true. It wasn't just you're not romantic. It, it was followed up with this. This is gonna get. This is gonna get ugly. You ready for what she said after that? Yeah, what she said. She said, um, "But I'm used to it by now." Oh, oh damn, dog! God, oh my god! I'm like, why don't you just tell me it's done? Just, just, just put me out of my misery right now. Send wow. me home. You know what I mean? Kick I me mean, out. I mean, listen, that's pretty whack. Is it what is I would. It's kind of wacky, isn't it? Yeah, Laura. But is it Lindsay? I mean, feel free to jump in here. Well, Laura is not here today. Yeah, Brionis, that. Oh, it's Briones. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. To the white me, though, man. Damn. <laughs> but I mean, if she said that you're not romantic, and you mm-hmm. said that you show up every week with a bouquet of flowers, I feel like that's those two things don't make sense. Well, I mean, because most guys don't even is... put in. I know, but most guys don't even put in that much effort. You know. Hmm. Well, I'm trying, man. I mean, I'm trying to do my, you know, listen, I, I acknowledge it. You know, I may not be the biggest romantic in the world, you know? Oh, no, now, um, wait a second. Now you're changing things up here a little bit. Are you romantic or are you not romantic, bro? Because I ain't well, going to put her out there and, you know, like, take a shot at her if you aren't that romantic. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I don't I don't really think I'm, like, that romantic, you know? Okay. Like, I don't, I mean, I just, but but I thought, like, flowers once a week, I thought that was kind of a romantic thing. That's, like, a thoughtful thing to do, you know? Well, I mean, did, is that case. is that as, is that as far as the conversation went? Did you say like, well, what 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 would you like to do? Did you say what kind of do you like jewelry? Do you like flowers? Do you like candy? Yeah. Do you want? Yeah, to where, that's a great question. Where did you go from yeah. there from the conversation it, with your girlfriend? I think I may have tried to turn the conversation in a different direction. Maybe <laughs> that's probably not the way to do it. I mean, right, did she seem did she seem annoyed or perturbed when she saw it, brought it up like that? Or kind of, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, hey, you know, George and I were having this conversation. He was saying that Kelly oh, really doesn't love Valentine's Day and that she you knows she's a really smart, rational person, so she doesn't. Want oh to no! But why did you throw that in there? Like, you know what I'm well, saying? Was, like, na- 
Now you're making. See, this is what's happening. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong here, Lindsay and Briones. Now you're you're making it seem like she. When you say that, George is saying that Kelly doesn't like Valentine's Day, or it's not that she doesn't like it. I just said she doesn't care for it. Like it's not like the biggest deal for her. And then you, when you say because she's rational about it, that's in, implying that Rachel is not rational about it. I was trying that's to a, imply that, that she insult. is also rational. No, no, I was trying to imply, hey, you're also like a really rational person and you're really smart when it comes to finance and all that kind of, you know, because she's a CPA. Those things aren't equated, bro. I know, and I tried. Listen, I think, one you know thing what? you I, need I to understand is don't yeah. ever compare. That never. is like the worst thing you can do. You never yeah. ever compare I mean, you no, or her to anyone else. Don't ever no do one that. Ta- no one taught you that like 25 years ago? Don't compare things? People. Women, you can't compare people. Oh, well, I did hear that one time from uh, from Jim Harbaugh when we asked him once to compare two players. Like, hey, what's the difference between this guy and that guy? He said, he said, you know, I don't compare players because that means I'm putting one guy up and one guy down. And I guess I, I didn't follow that advice because I guess it seemed like I was putting somebody up and somebody down, I guess, is the case. Yes. So I don't know what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. Today's Tuesday. And it's on Monday, and now, like I said, I'm feeling this immense pressure. I got to come up with something, you know. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if it's a gift. I don't know if it's a place. If it's a dinner. If it's if it's a card. That you know what, George. Now that you mention it, that's another thing. She's like, well, you know, you don't exactly put your feelings down on cards or anything like holidays. You don't really like, you know, write cards or you don't come in with like all kinds of sincere feelings and stuff. So I got to come. I think maybe. A handwritten, I can't even read my own handwriting. A handwritten note would be a really nice romantic yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, that, so? that's a that's a nice start, I think. You know, Brionis, you've been married for a long time now. What do you think? I guess Brionis. Yeah, Brionis. Sorry, sorry, this thing, was, this thing was disconnected. Scott, I think you had a case of, what do you guys call this? Scotteria yesterday yeah. at uh-huh. dinner. Like, uh-huh. when you start comparing that, like, I've done that with Brenna. She's like, you just got to stop. Like you did not just say I'm just like this woman, or whatever. So you should you should have just you know, kept on or ordered something else if you guys were having dinner. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh hey, um, can I get another glass of wine over here, please? I'm gonna need that right now. Hurry up, please. Bring yeah. that over here. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I just keep digging a deeper hole. I keep putting my foot in my mouth around my. Are you afraid just... of this woman? Oh, petrified. I mean, of all women. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> my daughters, my ex-wife, my girlfriend. I'm petrified of all of them. They own me. So the look kept you talking. Then she gave you the look, and you just kept talking and I, talking. I just, I, oh. I was babbling. You know what I mean? I was just. Oh no, we know. know. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys do. Yeah, just kept babbling. <laughs> well, but George's wife doesn't really you think it's a big babble? deal. Babble never. Yeah, that's like the worst thing you could say is, well, so-and-so's wife, like, don't ever, ever say that again. Never, never do that. And you didn't even like depict it properly on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. Why do we talk to you about these things? I don't know, but I need help. Now I'm in a, now I'm in a borderline state of emergency, everybody. Okay? I mean, it's now, that bad? I mean, it is pretty bad the way she said you're not really that romantic and then what was the and then I'm used to it. Ooh, nah, yeah. yeah. That That's hurt. like that was like a like a left jab and like a right hook. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like boom boom, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not romantic. And, um, yeah, and I'm used to it. Those two, when those things happened, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in big trouble here tonight, pal. Yeah. Maybe Kurt Warner can help you out at 430 when he comes up. Kurt Warner is probably a very romantic guy. 
And, you know, he's been married for a long time and he's got a whole bunch of kids and he's got what seems to be like a great life. And my goodness, when you have a movie made about you that has just become a big, big success story and a huge hit, this movie, American Underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe Kurt Warner has some romantic Valentine's Day advice. Yeah, he'll be here at 430. Yeah, maybe he can help you because right now it's just not looking good for you, bro. No, no, it's not. Well, we can open it up to the audience, Brionis. If people want to call in 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, Kaplan needs advice. He basically was told the truth, and uh, he didn't like what he saw in the mirror when they showed the mirror up against his face. Well, you're not joking, man. You're not joking. It's not just a bad haircut that I got a couple weeks ago. Well, you got a bad haircut, too. Well, the the woman I told her, I said I have this like little widow's peak thing, like a little Eddie Munster thing. Oh yeah, going I remember it. You like kind of shaved it, but now it looks like your hairline's even further back. Right. She actually waxed it, and oh. she went back by about two centimeters too far, and so now my hairline is yeah. like, and and two centimeters when it comes to your hairline is a is you know it's a big problem. As a matter of fact, back to the girlfriend for a second. You know what she said to me? She right. goes, "I don't know a guy on the planet that wants to have." You know, hair on the top of his head removed. All guys want to have more hair, not less hair. She yeah. was, and you had her wax that? Yeah, it's a bad look. I mean, I no, it. she's right about that. There's no question. I don't know what the hell you were thinking when you were doing that. I don't know why, but this little Eddie Munster Widow's Peak thingy was just driving me up a wall. But now I, I had her wax it, and now I'm like Simon and Garfunkel. I think I'm like Garfunkel. My, head, my, my hairline sits way, way, way back, and then it puffs up. You know, mm-hmm. and so now instead of a forehead, it's a five head, and it's very embarrassing. You know, and I'm very self conscious about it, as you can imagine. So I'm pulling and you're my not hair romantic. Down, There's that I'm part not, too. Right, right. I'm 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 bald and unromantic. Yeah, I'm, that's a I'm terrible two combination. Centimeters bald. Yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible combination. I don't mm-hmm. even know what to tell you to be honest with you. I don't know, but I'm going to start formulating some thoughts here real quick. Yeah, you know, I'm going to start putting them down on paper. I'm going to write them all down. And then I'm going to try. I'm going to probably have to rewrite it because I don't know about you guys. I never write anything on paper. So my my handwriting, if I have to write something now, is completely you can't you can't read it. It's like a doctor on a prescription. You know what I mean? Cannot read my handwriting. Right. You're in trouble, bro. Yeah, I think this is. uh, This is your kids like her. Yes. Okay, then, yeah, you're in real trouble because you can't even go to them for like some solace. You know what I mean? Right. I know they're going to just side with her anyway. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll take any advice. I'll take any help. It doesn't matter if you call the show, tweet me, DM me, however you need to get a hold of me. Um, If you're a very romantic dude out there, okay, and you get a lot of compliments, oh, you're so romantic. Share. Share with those of us that are not as romantic. So Chris Camello tweets us and says, Cap, you may need to pull a full Peter Griffin from, uh, well, he's never watched Family Guy, so he doesn't really know what we're talking about, uh, and hire Peter Fran to do a private Valentine's Day show to sing Baby, I Love Your Way. That is a great idea. It doesn't have to be Peter Frampton. It can be somebody else. One of I your cover hire, bands can sing something for I, her. I could hire a musician yes. who's, who is not involved in a relationship on Valentine's Day to come over and yes. completely shock her by having a guitar player walk in or how about this george somebody plays the guitar and i do the singing can you sing i mean you know i mean you hear me not really that's a terrible idea don't leave the singing to a professional (laughs) yeah but don't you think it's heartfelt and romantic no not when you can't carry a tune yeah maybe like write her a song and have someone else sing it but i don't know i don't think you have time for that yeah i mean getting into crunch time right right can't really write a poem, you know. Why not? 
I don't know. I mean, I just don't have. How about a haiku? Haiku? Um, no, probably also probably not. Probably not. I mean, haiku be- is a little easier than a whole poem. You know what I mean? Like so. What, how, what, I, you know what? I said it like I don't know how to do a haiku, but I don't even think I know what a haiku yeah, really, really haiku is. Yeah, a haiku is, it consists of three lines, five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, and five in the third. Five, seven, five? Yeah. Okay. All right. Think about that. Well, let me, go, let, me go to, let me go to Zoe in Pasadena. Is it Zoe? Yeah. I think, George, I agree with Lindsay. You, you already did more than you should because you've spoiled her over already. And I think uh, if my brother heard what you're doing, you're ruining it for the guys. Because I guess it seems like she's a bit high maintenance. If you're buying her flowers every week and you're busy the last two Valentine's, you didn't get anything. I think I think as female, we should be understanding. But you giving her flowers every week, you kind of <laughs> dug your own grave already. Because <laughs> now she's going to expect more. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she I'm a week very, behind on flowers. Maybe that's you the set the bar very high. I just remember a friend of mine told me that he was very happily married for about 35 years, and he mm-hmm. said literally every single Monday he brought his wife flowers. And I was married at the time, and I went, "What? You're married?" And he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "But I'm telling you, it makes her happy." So every time I walk in with flowers, it's an automatic smile. It's a big thank you. You know, you cut the stems and you put them in the vase and you put water in and then you sit them out and you know, they smell good. And the whole week goes by. Mm, look at how they opened up and they smell great. And it's a great gift. But uh, I thought that was a romantic thing. Guess yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. Little did I know. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I, you know, just a haiku, though. We can work on that for you. What do you think? How about this? Instead of working on it together, how about you just write it for me and I'll read it? All right. I found one on the internet. It says, I promise to love. That's the first line. It's pretty good, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next line is, your wild hair in the morning, if you'll kiss me. (laughs) Does she have wild hair in the morning? Uh, Not really. All right. Then that won't work. You know, you should, have, you should invoke the services of one Michael Thompson. I feel like he would be great. He's great at, like, writing these poems and rhyme things. Yeah. But I know he left, but maybe tomorrow, ask him if, he, since he'll be there tomorrow, too, ask him if he could help you write a poem or a haiku. I'm text Michael Thompson and ask him if he could just text me back a haiku. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here's one. Strokes of affection, light and tenderly expressed, keeps love's bonds so strong. Yeah, I don't like that one. Okay. I don't love that one. How about this one? Yellow flame flickers. Shadows dance upon the wall. Love grows ever strong. <laughs> that one was kind of she, weird. She's going to be like, you didn't write that. And I'm going to be like, you're right. I found it on the internet. Yeah, well, actually, George found it on the internet. Right, right. Yeah. Um, George, whose wife doesn't really <laughs> care that much about Valentine's Day, <laughs> found that on the internet and then gave it to me. All right, Chris in Sherman Oaks. Chris, what do you got? So, Cap, let, let's give her the benefit of doubt for a minute, right? So if she's taking the time to tell you, but I've gotten used to it, maybe she's comfortable enough to with you to let you know how she feels, all right? Now, if she's doing that, then it's your turn to pick up the pace. Now, don't do flowers every single week. Change it up a little bit. That's right? true. That's she's it's mad like, enough. She's, yeah. It's like no, a picture. Say, she's mad enough at you right now. Where I think this whole writing thing, I think maybe, what's the first thing she reaches into in the refrigerator? Uh, great question. I'm going to say, like, snacky stuff. 
Hummus and carrots. Okay, go ahead. Now what? Right. So take a post-it note on either that hummus or that carrot, and not one of these high cues that we're hearing, hot cues, but just, you know, a couple letters, and then hint at another thing that she likes, right? And then send her off on a little trail and have the last one be on Valentine's Day, even though you may not be around. What do you think? See, we're getting creative now. This is... This this gentleman right here is a romantic guy. Now, have you ever done this, sir? Cap, I do. Yes, I do. I've been married for six years. I actually tell it to all the other dads on my podcast, Real Dad Talk. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole idea of taking her day that's screwed up, messed up. You don't know where she's coming from. And you got to change it up a little bit for her each and every time. Um, I, I would start, I would send her on some sort of trail. Leave, and then the flowers, for example, don't leave it out on the table. Don't hand it to her. Put it on her car. Uh, put it on her seat in her car. Put it in the windshield wiper. Yeah, surprise you know her I mean? with them. Right, exactly. Here, here, he's right about this, Chris, and thank you for the call. It, you got to be like a, a, a pitcher with multiple pitches. You can't just keep throwing a fastball all the time. You know, yeah, right. and I wouldn't even call the roses or the flowers a fastball. I'd say that's more like a you know like a changeup. You know, well, like was- just. You know. I, I was thinking I need to throw a curveball. You know what I mean? I need a curveball. I need a yeah. changeup. I need something. Yeah. Split finger other, fastball. Yeah. Right. Something other than just a straight two-seamer, you know? Yeah. 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 Jody Wadley, a fan of the station as well. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah, shout out to Jody Watley. What's going on, Jody? How you doing? She likes to listen to 710. Likes to communicate via Twitter. Jody Watley, what's up? Maybe Jody Watley has some advice for you. Maybe she wants to go out with me. You sounded really uncool the way that you said all that. <laughs> yeah, really uncool. <laughs> she part? listens to some 710 and communicates on Twitter. <laughs> Why was that uncool? It, the way it sounded was very broadcastery pukey. It wasn't like your normal voice. You know, she likes to communicate with me on Twitter. I'll have you know. Yes. Okay, Jody Mr. Wildly, Belding. Shout out. What and up? you asked her out on a date. That probably is not going to endear yourself to your current girlfriend who thinks you're not romantic at the moment. Correct. Probably not. Probably not. But I'm thinking about like what Chris just said. You got to start thinking about the future here, you know? Yeah. And it's true. It's true. I did say when we were there at Hollywood Park Casino and and Chris was walking around like chasing Keyshawn, like, ooh, ooh, Keyshawn. Oh, Key, Keyshawn. And then I was giving him a hard time about it. I deserve it. It's coming back to me. I deserve it. I can take it. I dish it out. I can take it. I got it. Mm -hmm. It's true. He did.
My show. Hey, is it show. just me or this man still nervous? <laughs> oh, no, he's definitely nervous. Yeah, he's definitely nervous. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, well. Marin Does Alberti Rachel ever listen to the show? Oh, thank God, no. Thank God. Oh, yeah, thank God. Thank God, no. Olvídate. No, I don't want her listening. Hey, so the NBA just announced on Mm -hmm. uh, TNT their 15 greatest coaches Mm -hmm. in NBA history. Yeah. And do you want to guess how many of them are Lakers coaches? Um, I will guess um, one. No. Okay, more than one. Yes. (laughs) He's so matter of fact, no. Yeah, how about two? That is correct. Five. No, not five. Um, think of it. Like, what two coaches like resonate with the Lakers if you're thinking all-time greatest coaches? I think Pat Riley. Yeah. And Phil Jackson. Um, yeah, that is correct. Do you want to know how many current coaches are on this list? Do you want to take a guess? I will guess there are three current coaches currently coaching in the NBA on the all-time greatest 15. You're close. There's four. Can, can you name the four? Um, well, Spolstra, I'm sure, is on there. He is, and that to me is a huge surprise, to be honest with you, because he's so young. Okay, how about uh, Popovich? Popovich, yes. Okay. Um, who else? Let's see. Come on, Lindsay. Help me out here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I know. I got the first two. I got Spolstra. I got LeBron. Popovich. LeBron's He's a great not coach. A coach. Did you say LeBron? <laughs> yeah, he is kind of a coach. Well, LeBron's team is that. sub 500 this year. I mean, he keep, come on. No, not LeBron. Hmm. Although it's a good Doc guess. Rivers. Doc Rivers, maybe? No. Doc Rivers is on the list, yes. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, there you go. That's the fourth one. Wow. I can't believe we actually pulled this off, Lindsay. Yeah. Wow. Great job. Good job. High five. Teamwork. Yeah. All right. That's pretty good. That's, I'm pretty impressed with us right now. Feeling pretty uh, good about myself. Yeah. Yeah, that is impressive. I'm shocked that Eric is on that list. I'm happy for him because I think, you know, I feel like he's the greatest coach in the game at the moment. Um, you know, that's not a shot at Pop. Pop had that run for a really long time. Um, but, yeah. And, you know, we did our role play, you and me, about Vogel and LeBron. You know, you were right. very jealous about Spo. So. That's right. That's right. When I was Frank Vogel and you were LeBron, and LeBron had all these compliments about Eric Spolster and how great he is. You know, I'm I'm over here like, yo, what am I? Chop liver? Did we oh. not win a championship together? Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't win two. That's true. That's fair. But yeah. it's not over yet, is it? Yeah. I guess maybe when I get to two. I mean, this year, I, you don't think it's over this year? I do. Yeah, I, I do, do too. I do. But but I, I I'm only leaving like a like a very small couple of percent chance. That, like, all of a sudden, AD and LeBron can both go supernova at the exact same time. Right. Like, there's a part of me that that is in denial. I mean, this is not a new thing for me. But, yeah. but there's a part of me that is in denial because, again, when I, when I look at LeBron James, when he puts on a uniform, that man is playing for a championship. When Tom Brady puts on a uniform, he's out there playing for a championship. When Tiger Woods puts on the red up top and the black down low on Sundays, he's golfing for a championship. So I still think in my mind, somehow, some way, LeBron is going to be healthy. AD is going to be healthy. They're either going to figure out what to do with Russ or they're going to somehow get him out of this team or he's going to get hurt. or uh, Somehow, some way, something's going to happen that the Lakers still 
somehow have a chance to go deep into the playoffs. Now, that's I realize that sounds ridiculous to everybody. I do. Based on what's happened so far this year. But in my mind, I still can't imagine LeBron James two years in a row. He's going to be out in the first round. And that's that's even if they make it at this point. Well, I think they're going to make it. By the way, O'Shea is texting me. He, him and Doc Rivers, not necessarily. Uh, there's no love loss between those yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally wrote me, Doc Rivers, in all caps with question marks and exclamation marks. That is correct. Doc Rivers. Can you uh, go back to O'Shea yes. and ask him if he I has I mean, he's any... listening, so you can ask oh, him yourself. O'Shea, yeah. yo, you got any romance advice for me? Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if he, anyone can help you, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, O'Shea, you could ask your dad to write up some rhymes for me. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Why not? I mean, first of all, his dad's, I'm sure he's a very busy guy. Second of all, it's the week of the Super Bowl that he's about to perform in. And third of all, I saw him like on social media. He's doing all kinds of shoots and stuff getting ready for the Super Bowl. I don't think he has time to write your, you know, your romance verses. Just, yeah. just say what's his, what's his dad doing for the Super Bowl? I mean, he's part of the like the LA mu- music scene here. So I saw he's shooting commercial or features, whatever with uh, NFL network. So I'm sure oh. he's very busy. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, O'Shea has responded, has responded to your request. Cap, you ready? He's fast. He's fast on the, on the text. Do you want to, I'm going to quote him. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, there's ready. more. There's there. first. He wrote, ha, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that was it. No, oh, there was that's bubbles. It? And, yeah. Yeah. Really? That's it? Nothing else? Yeah. Got nothing for you. Yeah. Come on, man. Help me out. Yeah. He's got nothing. Oh, he says that dad is cheering for the Raiders. That's what he's doing right now. Oh, right. Yes. That was the <laughs> well, other. Those were the bubbles. Yes. Is dad, is dad still recovering from the, the NASCAR race over at the Coliseum this I past know. Weekend? Dad was, was throwing it down at the NASCAR race at the Coliseum. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, all right. So, look, you know what we do? We'll ask Kurt Warner. Uh, on top of asking him about the Super Bowl, we will ask him for Valentine's Day and romantic advice for you because uh, you clearly need a lot of it. So True. O'Shea, uh, you, know, uh, you know, he just ha-ha-ha'd you. Uh, maybe Kurt Warner will have a better, uh, better, better piece of advice for you. So we'll do that. Kurt Warner is going to join us in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Sedona Cap here on 710 ESPN Super Bowl this weekend. Of course, your home of the LA Rams is right here on 710 ESPN as we have JB Long and Maurice Jones Drew and DeMarco Farr will have your call. Uh, the pregame will be extended uh, very early on in the day with Travis Rogers and Kirk Morrison and company. So it'll be a fun, fun Sunday and a fun week here in LA. And we are joined by. A Rams Super Bowl champion, MVP as well, Kurt Warner, joining us now here. Uh, Kurt, before we even get into the football stuff, your boy Scott Kaplan has got major issues right now. Let me just explain something to you. <laughs> now, you're laughing because you, you know that. Surprised, right. Yeah, he's not at all surprised by any stretch of the imagination. So, he, 
He apparently did the one thing you can't do when talking to your 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 your, your significant other. He invoked the name of another woman uh, in comparison to her. Um, so, Scott, explain <laughs> briefly what you did to your girlfriend, Rachel, that somehow involved me and my wife, and now your girlfriend, Rachel, is upset at you. Kurt, all we were saying was is that you seem to have a very happy life and a very happy marriage and wonderful children, and I was told by my girlfriend, A, you're not romantic, and B, I'm used to it. And it was like a, a left and a right and a knockout shot. And with Valentine's Day coming up this Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, I was like, I got to find something to do. Kurt, any romance advice for guys who are not romantics? Oh man, nope. You got You got to channel it. You got to. You got to reach out to people because there are certain times of the year, even if you're not a romantic, where you got to. You got to find it. And so I'm. I'm kind of with you. Is that I'm usually so busy doing 800 million things that I miss those those normal mundane opportunities to be romantic and say the right thing to my wife. So I'm always trying to make up for it, you know, on Mother's Day or on Valentine's Day or a birthday or an anniversary by doing something really cool and extravagant that kind of makes her go, wow. So she doesn't expect it most of the time, kind of like you said, like, oh, I'm used to it. But you got to pull something out here and there. So, you you, you know, you got to do your research. Sometimes you got to put a little work into these relationships, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I need to, um, I need to create a wow factor. You just nailed it. I need to create a wow factor. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to study film. I'm going to go to practice every day. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to get it done, Kurt Warner. How excited are you to get back into L.A.? Because you've been here every weekend because you're working at the NFL Network. But the Super Bowl right there, SoFi Stadium, right outside your office, down at the NFL Network offices, how pumped are you this week? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about this week every single year. I mean, this is what the culmination of all that work and all that time um, – you know, put in is about, and, you know, it's cool to have it in LA, as you said, you know, we've been looking at the stadium as a backdrop for our, you know, for our studio show, you know, for you know the entire season. And, you know, you never really have the buzz that you want uh, because, you know, the game's going to be playing later, or we know there's going to be a game in there, but you don't have the buzz of the fans around. And that's going to be the cool thing about this week is that when we do our show on Sunday morning, you're going to have people out there tailgating, having a great time, fans. Um, and, you know, it is what the Super Bowl should be. And what a great place to have it than, you know, here in L.A. with all the fanfare and all the superstars and, and everything and culminates uh, our season and culminates what we do. And so I'm, I'm excited to be here and excited to get the week started. Kurt Warner with us here. Kurt, obviously you've been to the – you know, you've played in the game. Um, what kind of an advantage do – Sean McVay and that group have having been there before? Well, I mean, I think having been there, um, you know, you understand a little bit of what goes into it. You know, my first Super Bowl, uh, I just felt kind of overwhelmed. You know, it was different times. And so I was getting wheeled from one place to another and, you know, doing interviews. And, and, you know, so you were just almost like worn out. Like, what else do I have to do? Like, can I just actually focus on the game and get ready to go? But you were just so exhausted from the mental uh, side of it because, you know, there was just no breaks. And so, you know, once you go through that, the second time around you go, okay, I can't go in and try to fight this. I got to understand what it is. And, you know, you go in with a different mindset that allows you to appreciate and enjoy the moment more. I, I think the other advantage they have is that it's at home. Is that the one thing we always say going to the Super Bowl is you usually go in 
you know, the Monday or Tuesday of the Super Bowl and you're staying in a hotel and your family isn't there. And so it's football, football, football all the time. And you never get a chance to have the normalcy that you would have at home, you know, going to have family dinner with your, you know, with your crew or, you know, taking your kids to, you know, basketball practice or whatever, but it all just breaks up, you know, focusing on football. And so I think that will be a huge advantage as well is that sleeping at home, being around your kids, the normal mundane stuff that you, that you do on a weekly basis, you'll still have the opportunity to do, and it will really break up, you know, only focusing on football because when you're staying in a hotel, it's like, do I want to go out because the fans are there and then I got to sign autographs. But if I stay in, turn on the TV, all they're talking about is the game is the game and what we're going to do and what's going to happen to us and whether we're going to win or lose. And, and it just, it wears on you throughout a week. So I think they gain an advantage having it as home as well. Kurt, we're using the word advantage here this afternoon. The Cincinnati offensive line against the Rams defensive line, and we've seen Cincinnati win a playoff game with their quarterback being sacked nine times in a game. So to me, I look at the line of scrimmage, Rams D-line, Cincy's O-line, that to me is I think where the Rams can win this game. What do you say about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, oftentimes in these games, there's a feeling out process. and You don't see a lot of Super Bowls being really high-scoring games because it takes a while for the quarterbacks to kind of settle in and get a feel for what the other team is doing. And so the trenches always play huge uh, in Super Bowls, especially early in Super Bowls. And, you know, I don't think there's any question that the advantage there goes to the Rams. Um, you know, they got all kinds of guys that can rush the passer. It's one of their strengths against probably the biggest weakness of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and how do they counter that? You know, they, they have an unbelievable scheme, the Rams do, because they have all those pass rushers of, of putting five guys on the line of scrimmage to force one-on-one matchups with everybody. They can move Aaron Donald around. He can be over the center. He can be over a guard. They can move him out on a tackle. So where's your weakness? We'll find your weakness, and we'll put our best player on him. And so they're not going to win this game if, if Joe Burrow gets sacked anywhere close to nine times. They're not going to overcome that, uh, I don't believe, again, with this Rams offense and what they're capable of. And so they've got to find a way to neutralize those five guys up front for the Rams' defensive line, uh, and it's how do they do that? You know, is it getting the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly? It's something he does really, really well. Empty sets, getting five guys out, feeling the football. The screen game, you know, you always want to make the defensive linemen think, oh, man, are they going to throw a screen so I can't rush as fast as I did before? And then take their shots um, at strategic times, which is really kind of different than how they've played all year. Nobody's got more big play touchdowns than the Bengals. So they're used to getting those big plays, and that'd be how they score uh, you know, their 30-plus points a game. So it is going to be a real cat and mouse between you know, how they call the game, how Zach Taylor calls the game, and how they slow down that pass rush because the game could get out of hand very, very quickly if you can't handle the Rams up front. And then lastly, with Matthew Stafford, um, you know, what's got to be going through that guy's mind? I mean, you have a very unique story, as we've all seen and, and you've discussed with us in the past, you know, as we, the movie was coming out and all that stuff the last time you joined us. But, you know, that guy, he took a beating, man, in, for a franchise that just, let's face it, is not very good. And now he, he must feel like he got out of jail. Like, what, do you, what would you suggest he do coming into this particular game? Well, I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is to understand that he's answered a lot of those questions. And, uh, you know, in the playoffs, he's played tremendous football. In the biggest moments, he's answered, 
the bell time and time again for this team. But I often say that is that when you get to this moment, you know, people are like, oh, well, the Cincinnati Bengals are playing on, you know, borrowed time and, and you know, the house is money because nobody expected them to be there. That is, that couldn't be more further from the truth is that when you get to this point, you're not thinking about anything but winning in this moment and playing good football in this moment. And so as great as Matthew Stafford has played up to this point, you still want to win this moment. And so you've got to find a way to settle in uh, as you have in the other playoff games and play your best football right here because this is what people are going to remember, whether you're a favorite or you're an underdog. It's what do you do in this moment? So he's got to try to just, you know, everything like you said, it's been an unbelievable year and he's got a great team around him and he's played really well at critical moments. But what do I do in this moment? You want to go out and play your best football. I've played in a lot of these Super Bowls and, uh, you know, there was a time I didn't play my best football and our team didn't play our best football in this moment. And that is still the game that sticks with me more than any other game that I've played in is what did I do on the biggest stage when I had that opportunity and so that, to me, is going to be key for Matthew Stafford. Win or lose is not nearly as important as leaving the field going, you know what, I left it all out there. I played the best game that I could play. And, you know, this is what, you know, this is what, you know, came, came about because of it. Um, you know, but that, to me, is, is the challenge for Matthew Stafford. Kurt Warner, make sure you check out his work on the NFL Network. And, of course, uh, Super Bowl champion MVP as well, joining us here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Kurt, thank you so much for yeah, always making time Kurt. for us, and thank you for telling Scott the truth, that he's just got to find it. He's got to deal with it and <laughs> Dude, figure I'm it out, to. man. I'm going to do it. And, Kurt, by the You're... way, con- congratulations on the film. It was a huge hit, and can't wait to hear the national radio broadcast call with you and Kevin Harlan during the Super Bowl. Congrats on an amazing season. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Enjoy the week. Yeah, You, you got too, it. Man. Take care. There he is, Kurt Warner. All right, so you're going to find the uh, winner within, basically, you know, that uh, he's suggesting? Or I'm telling you, I'm getting a lot of people that are tweeting me saying, dude, you, you raised the bar. You know, the, the once-a-week flower thing, it started out as a good move, but then, you know, now you got to take it's it up It's not a, a bad thing. Don't let people tell you it's a bad no, thing. No, no, it's, no, it's not, not a bad thing. No, so O'Shea, o- O'Shea has, t- has texted me some advice for you. What so we'll get to that and – If you're a Laker fan, you're going to want to listen to the next segment because they've got real insight on what's happening here at this trade deadline, okay? I'm not kidding. Like, I'm being serious. So we'll have that for you next. Oh, yeah. I feel like Cap was definitely, like, uh, on the catwalk to the... We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Just at one point in his life. Yeah, and I think that these guys, the Right Said Fred guys, isn't that yeah. what the name of the band? Mm-hmm. I think, or band, I mean, two guys. Um, I think they were wearing like black fishnet like see-through-y yeah. kind of T-shirts, right? Yeah. Yep. See, that's what I need to do. I need to get some of that. And like Chris says, I need to start walking around with some Don't swag. you dare wear you know? a black see-through. Wear it to Radio Row on Thursday, actually. See how that goes over. And I, by the way, I'm not breaking up with anybody. I'm saying I may be broken up with. Let's be clear here. Okay? I'm, I don't have, I'm not breaking up with anybody. You know? I'm ready to go to the next level. I think I'm being broken up with is the possibility. 
I'm going to get myself into huge trouble. I mean, you are clearly definitely going to get yourself into huge trouble. Um, I'm a dead man. I actually like, can we hear the Drake version of I'm Too Sexy? I kind of like that one. It was like, I didn't like it at first, and then it got like really catchy, and then I heard it a bunch of times, and then I found myself actually liking it, and then I found myself hating myself for liking it, but then eventually (laughs) I came to grips with myself and said, no, I just kind of like it. Do we have that one, the Drake version? Okay, yeah, because that one is kind of cool, I feel like, you know? You know, right this Fred that not cool, huh? No, the right said Fred one is also cool for its era, but you know, I feel like the Drake one is very good. Um again, didn't necessarily love it at the beginning, but you know, as time went by, it grew on me basically. It's very catchy. Like it'll get stuck in your head. Yeah, absolutely. So Lindsay, I just want to be clear. I don't plan on wearing a black fishnet see through anything on Radio Row on Thursday. Just you just said that you're going to get one, so I mean, I, yeah, mean, I, didn't say I, was, I didn't say that's what I was planning on wearing it to Radio Row. I, mean, well, I know. That's what I suggested, though, because, I mean, hey, if you're going to go bold, you might as well. Yeah. Go, go big or go home. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go yeah. small and stay home, I think, is yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Let me hear that one, Brianna's. There you go. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. There you go, Cap. This I got the idea for you. Okay? Keep this song going. You walk in with your fishnets for Rachel, <laughs> oh but you come into Drake's version of it, and you do the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you come in with, like, a platter of gifts. Whatever, you know, think of whatever it is she likes from like little things to big things. And then you go, boom. And it could be like funny romantic. That's what I need, George. I need funny romantic. Romantic is, is she was going to say, that's not really you. You've had to try too hard. But funny romantic, yes. goofy romantic. There you go. That, that would be a good thing. I right. just I mean, solved everyone, it for you. Everyone loves a funny guy. Yeah, I just solved it for you. You come into this song. Make sure it's blaring on your Alexa, you know, at the right time. And, uh. You know, Drake's version of it. And then uh, you, you you do the surprise. You walk in. You strut into the room. Time's our show on, on Monday. Are we on the full three hours on, on Monday? Are we on until yes. 7 o'clock post-Super yeah. mm-hmm. Bowl? We got, like, post-Super Bowl analysis. Yeah. So now I got to yep. think about timing on all of this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to think about what time of the evening I'm going to show up in the fishnet T-shirt and Drake blasting behind me and me going, uh, yeah, 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 uh. All right. It's a good idea. There you go, Cap. I solved it for you. By the way, here's what O'Shea says. I can't help him with Valentine's Day, but something that all men should do throughout the year is no reason flowers. Send your lady some flowers for no reason or uh, at all on random days. No occasion just because it's Wednesday or just so you know I'm thinking about you. Do this uh, and watch the points stack up. Once a week, flowers makes it not as special. It can be predictable. Be spontaneous, grasshopper. Hey, O'Shea. Uh, that's good advice right there, my man. Thank you yeah. so much for that. Yeah. And today's Tuesday, and I haven't, I don't think I've had flowers for maybe a week or change. So maybe tonight's my night. Maybe tonight I'm going to try and patch things up a little bit. Um, so Lakers trade deadline. Yeah. Do you want to ask me some questions? I have some answers. Okay. I'm going to start with this one. Yeah. Are the Lakers going to make any moves of any kind? Cause you said right before the break, you've got some real insight. You said, I'm not joking. I'm being serious here. Is there a move to be made? 
Possibly. Okay? And what I would say is the reports that are out there about Josh Richardson of the Celtics, there are some validity to it. However, the way that those reports have been framed, in, to my knowledge, okay, are somewhat inaccurate. Now, the reports I saw were that the Lakers offered Taylor Horton Tucker and a future pick to Boston for Josh Richardson. I heard it the other way, that Boston engaged the Lakers about Josh Richardson um, or whatever. It doesn't really matter who engaged who. So let me take that back. The teams engage each other in a conversation. Boston would like Taylor Horton Tucker and the Lakers are, uh, are skittish about Taylor Horton Tucker for Josh Richardson. Not yeah. to say it won't happen, but to say that they that some of the reporting out there that they're like throwing Taylor Horton Tucker at the Celtics for Josh Richardson and a first round pick or whatever, or a future pick, not a first round pick. Um, I, I don't feel like the way that was framed is necessarily accurate. Well, now this is interesting to me because Saturday night when the Lakers wound up eventually beating the Knicks, um, when they benched Russ, it was THT that came in to play defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, they, they know that they've got a young, really good player. Now, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's going to be a number one. He's not the heir apparent per se, but he's still a young guy. And he's still got a, an important role on this year's team. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure I really want to get rid of THT. So let me keep asking you then. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just let people know this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Okay, so of all these trade rumors and things that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and you say, I've got some insight here. Yeah. Any possibility of a move to move Russ onto somebody else? So if I were assigning a percentage to Russell Westbrook being moved, I would say like 1%. Oh, that's not good. I'm that's not completely not closing the door on it, but I would say highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, let me ask you this. Based on whoever your source is, does the source feel like the Lakers think they can still become a championship contender by making moves this season? Um, Possibly. It just depends on what those moves are, right? Um, and also, again, and I'm not attributing this to a source anymore. Like, this is what I think. I told you earlier, like, you know, I, the chances of the Lakers winning a championship, in my estimation, my personal views here now, this is not, you know, me t- talking to anybody, are very slim. And I think that I, I leave it at le- I leave the door cracked open a little bit because you still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, I don't want to completely and summarily dismiss it because of those two. Uh, both, by the way, playing very well right now, um, now that they're back and healthy on the floor. I just think that the supporting cast around them, as I've stated basically since the eighth game of the season, is an unmitigated mess. Do you know that LeBron, AD, and Russ, take a guess unless you know this off the top of your head, do you know how many games the three of them have played together this season? I want to say it's like 15. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's 16 games, so you're, yeah. you're right there. Do you know what the record of the Lakers is when all three are on the floor at the same time? When, in other words, when all three are dressed and they're all active, they're all playing, they all get minutes. 
What is the latest? Oh, actually, record? no. It, it is um, it, okay. I, I actually it's nineteen now. It's been updated. It was ten and seven, and I'm trying to let me look at their schedule real quick. Hold on. It was seventeen the other day when I saw it, and then they. I know they played the Knicks when they won, but let me see. Who did they play before the Knicks? Do we Hold remember? And I have the roster right here. Oh, I they lost the to the schedule. Clippers. Okay, right. but LeBron didn't play in that game, so mm-hmm. um, they have played uh, eighteen games together. Okay. Pardon me. And they are eleven and eight, or eleven and seven in those games. Okay, so eleven and seven. It's it's not like hey, listen, um, AD's been hurt for a lot of the year, and you know LeBron missed a bunch of games. You know, and and so you know, I mean, it's still sixty one percent. That's pretty damn good. No, it's okay. It's it's yeah. all right. Um, yeah. so eleven and seven, but it's not like overwhelming. You're not like hey, you know, when the three of these guys are playing. They're fifteen and two. Yeah, no, but sixty-one percent would be the fourth seed in the Western Conference right now. So, therein lies like the ounce of of hope, right? Just that 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 number that these guys have only played a grand total is it's eighteen games. Yes, they've played fifty some odd games already this year, and the three of them have only played in eighteen together. And when the three of them are together. They have a 600 winning percentage. Yeah. Um, now, let's continue this conversation on the other side because there's also a conversation about LeBron, and he has basically said something about AD that really stuck out to me. We'll tell you what that's all about in a moment. Stick around. We're back in three minutes. What you need to know is brought to you by... Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. By Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Is Lindsay doing it today, Lindsay? Yep, I'm going to do it today. Okay. Uh, for what you need to know, I'm going to do a quick little uh, update on the U.S. in the Olympics because Ooh. the U.S. is currently in a tie for eighth place with four other countries as far as their medal count goes. They've got five medals so far during the Olympics. U.S. has won a silver medal in the men's Super G race, mm-hmm. the women's team figure skating event, the women's snowboard slope style, and the women's mogul. They also won bronze in the women's sprint-free cross-country skiing event. Uh, the Russian Olympic Committee leads the way with 10 medals so far in Beijing. So that's what we need to know about the Olympics right now. Okay, awesome. That is All what right. you need to know. Let me ask everybody a quick question. Is anybody watching any of the Olympics? I'm just talking about like at, at night, at home, in bed, you turn on the TV. Is anybody watching any Olympic coverage? I mean, any? Yes, I've seen a probably a combined 40 minutes over the last couple of days. Yeah. I put in some quality time into losing over the weekend. I think it was Sunday morning and that was all I could find. I think it was on USA. I was looking NBC, NBC sports network, CNBC, TNT. I was looking around the only Olympic coverage I could find was losing. So I got myself caught up in losing, but I haven't really gone deep into anything else yet. So I, I, I'm a bad American right now because I'm not supporting. I need to watch and support. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I Listen, I, I'm very, like, 
I'm the type of person that can compartmentalize, right? Like, I can believe that, you know, a lot of the things that go on in China, or pretty much everything that goes on in China, is bad, right? Like, I can believe that, right? I can have my own personal beliefs about China, right? And the way they handle their business um, in their country. And I can also compartmentalize that and say I support athletes because I work in sports, um, so I, I don't know. I think you can have two feelings at the same time. I know that's a very novel concept, apparently in 2022, mm-hmm. where you can't yeah. have more than one feeling. Really? Um, you need to be very tribalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like we can, we can have an educated conversation about it. But, tonight, uh, I'm going to try, I'm going to give an honest effort tonight. I'm going to have the Lakers bucks game on, and then I'm going to try in earnest to watch some Olympic coverage, try and get a little bit in tonight. Okay. Proud to be an American. That means you're not going to do it. So no, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm going to put No, I mean, I'm saying effort. you're not. Yeah, you're, I know, but I'm going to try. You never really go follow through through any of this stuff. So. No, no. Last night I tried to fix my Apple TV because we had this whole conversation about right. why I can't fix my Apple TV. Yeah. You don't even understand the frustration I mean, of dealing with my Apple TV. TVs. Still can't get it to work. Nah, forget. I just I gave up and I started a new account and I paid for a new account. And I was like, you know what? I don't know how I'll ever cancel the other account, but I want to see some stuff. So... And then I did all the work, and then I wound up going to sleep and didn't watch any of it anyway. It took me a long time. It was a real headache. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, you were real talking quick. about LeBron. You were saying we were t- LeBron. oh, so you were talking about you asked me about LeBron, Russell Westbrook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was going to bring up LeBron's comments about Anthony Davis, which I thought were interesting. Right. Um, since we're heading into a Lakers-Bucks game here in a few minutes. By the way, um, big game tonight because you know George, look with the Super Bowl being in town. Mm-hmm. And look, Laker games are under normal circumstances. Big deal. Yes. Of course, every Laker game's a big deal. Everybody wants to be seen. Who's got courtside seats? How'd they get them? You know, is that really so-and-so sitting there? But tonight, Tuesday night, not only do you have LeBron and the Lakers playing at home, but you've also got the world champions and you've got Giannis in town. So everybody who thinks they're a wannabe player who's in town for the Super Bowl is going to try and work their way into this game tonight. And for everybody that actually does... Take a look at me and Sedano up on the video board tonight. And, yes, I'm pointing right at you, pal. I'm looking right at you, and I'm pointing right at you, sir. That's right. So, anyway, you were saying LeBron, AD. So, LeBron is talking about how AD, um, how he needs to have the, I guess, hunger, right? Like, that he, that, that he has that hunger again since he's been back. Like And, look, Anthony Davis, over the last several games, has looked like the Anthony Davis we all expected him to be since the bubble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, it's why I give the Lakers still kind of that one little, like, glimmer of, like, eh, I'm not completely shutting the door just yet. It's because of that. It's because he's playing like that. It's because LeBron's playing at the level he's playing. I just don't trust the guys around them, mainly Russell Westbrook, um, because and, and look, I know LeBron said to Dave McMiniman, we shouldn't put it all on Russ or whatever. And LeBron's being a good teammate there. I get it. And I'm not putting it all on Russell Westbrook either, because it's also, you know, Russell Westbrook is here because he was traded for. OK, uh, but Russell Westbrook's skills, we can talk about these two things separately. Remember how I just talked about compartmentalizing like your feelings for communist regimes and also your feelings for athletes in the Olympics. Yeah, um, by the way, I, I heard it. Yeah, you can compartmentalize those things. They don't all need to be one and the same. Uh, By the way, I can actually add a third layer to that part of the conversation, which is the IOC is one of the most corrupt organizations we have, not in sports, just in general. Uh, But let's move forward here and talk about 
LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. If Russell Westbrook, didn't I tell you, remember when Russell Westbrook, he did like, a, I think he, I think it was with Sam Amick of The Athletic, he did like this piece, and you and I talked about like the headline that came out of that was him saying, yep, you got to sacrifice, right? right? Like when you're on right. a championship level team, you got to sacrifice. And I said, well, if he's willing to sacrifice, he'd probably come off the bench. Because Russell Westbrook is best suited at this stage of his career. I mean, most of his career anyway, but generally, certainly as he's, you know, aged. He's better suited having the ball in his hands and having a bunch of guys on the floor that are going to do the dirty work for him, rebound for him, right? Um, guys that can spot up and shoot around him. Like, it, so they have the guys that can shoot. They have the guys that can rebound. If, if you wanted to do this right, I think that Russell Westbrook would be like, hey, I'm going to come off the bench and just play me with like a bench unit of like Dwight and a bunch of shooters and we'll figure it out, Right? And I actually think that could work, at least in, in some instances. But I don't know how capable he is or willing he is to do all that stuff. Now, he, he has said the right things about sacrifice and, and you know, what's most important is winning. Um, but I do think that, you know, his role has to bother him a little bit. Like, my, my guess is his relationship with Frank Vogel was never probably swimming, probably not going swimmingly to begin with because they didn't have much of a relationship. Um, because they never coached each other, played for each other, et cetera. But right now, I would imagine that relationship is not great, if yeah, I had to I guess. Will, but I'll, listen, George, tonight is a huge game, in my opinion, because if, if what we're saying that maybe, maybe, if AD remains healthy and LeBron remains healthy and they somehow craft the right role for Russell Westbrook, whatever that may be, whether it's not starting, whether it's being a sixth man, whether it's, it's you know, running a second unit, whatever the case may be, okay? Tonight's game against the, the defending world champs, against Giannis, because I, I can only remember, maybe you can remember otherwise, but have they only played once so far this year, the Lakers and the Bucks? Yeah, because, they, only played, they only played twice a year. Yeah, so it was early in the season. It was like, I mean, before the 20 games. I mean, this is early in the season. And LeBron was out of the game. And if you remember, Giannis that night scored 47 points for Milwaukee. And Anthony Davis that night scored 18 points for the Lakers. And by the way, Russell Westbrook scored 19 points in that game. Went 7 for 16 from the field. I don't have this all committed to memory. I'm reading it off my screen. Point being this. We all kind of looked at that and went, Wow, Giannis is on fire and unstoppable, and AD needs to step up to that level. If AD is as back and as hungry as LeBron says, tonight he's got to know. Last time they faced each other, he put up 47 points, Giannis. You're home tonight. It's Super Bowl week. There'll be an even bigger buzz inside the crypt tonight. AD got to bring his A game. And if the Lakers can win this game tonight, George, then maybe there is that glimmer of hope that you know what, they can actually put it together. But if they were to lose this game tonight, especially if they lose bad, I think all hope goes right out the window. Uh, yes, yeah. If they, if they lose bad, I think that you, you don't see them as a championship contender. Like, I think you can eliminate them. Um, although, no, I don't... I hate speaking in absolutes. So, I, I don't want to do that either because it's just the regular season. But, yes, it would look really really challenging Scott like yes it would look really bad like it would look as tough as tough could be like even the most ardent of Lakers supporters 
and like you know passionate fan would have a hard time making a case for them being a championship level team and and I don't think that that's unfair like we've had a large sample size here and even with those guys it's not like we have a small sample size with those guys playing. Yes, 61% is good, but 61% doesn't necessarily mean you're winning the championship. Although there still seems to be this opinion out there that this roster was built for the playoffs, this roster was built for a seven-game series, and because of the roster construction that we complain about all day long and, and the way they've played in their record, there's still this, this opinion out there. I hear it all the time. But they're built for a series. And I'm like, listen, you keep telling me that, but I'm not buying it. So tonight, LeBron, I know you're driving in right now. You got to go in and get some treatment. You're probably listening to 710. Lindsay, maybe even communicating with me. No, on no, Twitter. it's five o'clock, bro. He's at the arena. What are you talking about? LeBron, you're in the you're in the locker room right now. You, <laughs> you have us on, on your app. I know you like to listen to the show. LeBron, tonight, you A D step up time got to win this game tonight to give us any hope that this team can do anything no i'm not disagreeing with that it would go a little ways to have some hope at least i i am in agreement with you for sure there um it it you know the last time these two teams played in a game like this cap it was right before the pandemic it was like less than a week before covid hit oh wow we're oh uh let's see where are we we're in february of 2022 it was so march yeah, going back. first first or second week of march in 2019 they played at oh, Staples yeah. Center, and LeBron and them whacked Giannis and the Bucks, and we were like, this team can win a championship, and then like four days later, COVID hit. And they ended up winning the championship anyway, so we were right. But, yeah, like that was the last time these guys came in here in a, uh, a big game situation yeah. like this where it, it felt like, hey, this is a big game. It is, th tonight is a monster game. Huge game tonight. Again, you got the Super Bowl in town everybody's already descended upon downtown L.A. You know, people are going to be, you know, however they can get their hands on tickets tonight. Because, again, it's LeBron's team at home against the defending world champions with Giannis in town. The biggest stars on display tonight, the Lakers, got to find a way, if they can. I mean, I'm not sure they can to win this game. Giannis, 47 points earlier this season. A.D., got to step up huge. Anybody buying what I'm selling here? Oh, the Sedano sigh. Doesn't sound confident at all. No, it's huge. It's, I just sighing because I'm like, man, I, I don't know if I see this like as a thing, you know? I, do. I don't know if it's possible. Like, the Bucks are rolling in here scoring like 140 points a game in their last three games or something like that. It's ridiculous. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, listen. Radio Tinder's coming up next. Everyone's favorite segment. We got that coming up. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so did you guys happen to see that Nelly was trending on Twitter last night? I did not, no. No, no. nor did I. What's well, he, he was. About? He was, and it's because he accidentally posted an intimate video on his Instagram stories. And then, you know, of course, he quickly deleted it. Nelly later apologized about the video, telling TMZ, quote, I sincerely apologize to the young lady and her family. This is unwanted publicity for her slash them. This was an old video that was private and never meant to go public. So, yeah, I'm not going to get into details about what the video was. I'm sure you can use your imagination. And I don't need details from you guys, but have you ever posted or sent a video that you didn't mean to? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right and say no. I've never so, sent... So that's be swipe left. Yeah. 
Okay, well, then in this case, then I'll swipe left. Swipe me left if you don't mind, Jorge, please. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I have never, like, accidentally sent a video, especially something like this. Um, no, I have, I have sent emails to the wrong people, like with messages about, I'll give you a quick example. I sent a, an email one time. I told a friend of mine, I'm like, hey, look, we got to get rid of this guy. He's no good. We, he's a jerk. We got to get rid of him. But I accidentally sent it to the guy that I was talking about. And he oh, sent me man. back a note and he was like, um, I don't think this was intended for me. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I didn't mean to send this to you. But now that you see what I'm saying, I mean, this is the deal. You got to go. So, yeah, not <laughs> videos, but um, I've definitely screwed up some emails along the way. That's for sure. Um, videos? No, not a videos. I mean, I've sent the wrong text to the wrong person before. And it's very, I mean, there's been like maybe one or two where, I've been like, oh, I meant this to someone else and like, you know, whatever. Um, it hasn't been like anything that's been costly. Like I haven't like been ripping someone else. Um, it's just someone else that happens to be tangentially related to the person I was trying to text to. Um, but yeah, not like a video. No. Have you ever received one? Like even a picture? Because I did recently. It wasn't no. anything bad, no. but a, a PR person from a sports team accidentally sent me a video and I was like, Man, you're so lucky that that was not something bad. It was just like an innocent photo. But like people do that all the time and, you know, could have been, well, been way this worse. Sounds, this seems weird. Like how would Nelly or whomever is running his account, how would this happen? I mean, something is, um, as salacious. Well, it was on his stories and I feel like I accidentally like open stuff all the time when I'm just like, I'm like chasing my dog around. I got my phone in my hand or if I got my phone in my pocket, whatever. I feel like apps and stuff get open all the time. So I feel like it could very easily happen. Hmm. You don't, you don't think so? Not really. Well, you're also not good with technology. So I feel like it could totally happen to you, but also I can also understand it not happening to you because you're just, you kind of know you're bad at technology. I just don't see myself <laughs> sitting there trying to post on my Instagram story and be like, Oh, look at this video from this time. I was with this girl. Oh my God. I'm going to post this right now. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it almost seems kind of like choreographed to me. And by the way, I'm just going by what Lindsay's told me. I didn't see it last night. I didn't know anything about it. I just Googled it and I'm like, whoa, mm -hmm. okay. All right. Yeah. I don't uh, think Nelly needs the publicity, right? Uh, agreed. All right. Next. <laughs> All right. So after almost four years in the making, the real life drama Pam and Tommy is out on Hulu. The eight part series retraces the early days of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and their marriage, and then the tumultuous events that happened after their private sex tape was leaked to the public without their consent. Anderson and Lee haven't been involved in the making of Pam and Tommy, and apparently Pamela Anderson isn't happy about it, but Tommy Lee has called it a, quote, very beautiful story. Are you guys going to watch the Pam and Tommy thing on Hulu? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I'll swipe right. Eventually, I will get to it. Um... Although you did tell me there was some disturbing Tommy Lee stuff with him having conversations allegedly with his uh, his male body part, yeah, groin region. Yes, it was yeah. seems ridiculous. It has a mouth and it talks. It I don't want. Voice. We don't need to go any further than that. It's okay, but um, yeah, like I don't know. I guess I'll he watch talks it. To it. It seems it's ridiculous, but whatever. You know, I'm gonna swipe left. Um, <laughs> I can I can say with. With 99.9% .9 certainty, I will not watch this series. It's got nothing to do with the story because when the tape came out, and when I say tape, I mean VHS tape, guys. You guys remember. Dude, I, I love that tape. 
I did. I love TMI, Cap. TMI. What, what's TMI? I mean, I liked it. It was. I love that a, tape. It was great. It was awesome. I mean, Pamela Anderson at the time was like the hottest thing going in America, and Tommy Lee. You know, he had tats all over him. They're on the boat. I mean, it was it was hot, really hot. So I saw the real thing. I don't know if I need to to see the docu series. You know, it's so it's actually really interesting. And Seth Rogen, I watched the first two episodes because I think that's all all that was out when I checked it out over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And like Seth Rogen plays the guy who stole the sex tape, who like worked for Tommy Lee as a contractor. How did that happen? How did how did this? Well, how about you watch the damn thing? You just gotta watch it. He's really no, no, he's really good in it, and it's actually quite interesting. And I thought it was really good. So far, so good, except for the part where he talks to his. I also want to watch the 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 one about the tin, Tinder swindler or whatever. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, I do want to watch that. That looks interesting to me. It's basically a guy who like defrauds a bunch of women um, on Tinder. So my mm. wife just poked her head in and gave me the thumbs up. It's so good. Apparently, she's watching it. So Hi, well, Kelly. that guy after it came out, I guess like all the dating apps have now like completely banned him and any alias he's ever used. From yeah. using their apps anymore. He kept right. He lied to people. He was like some sort of billionaire or whatever. Anyway, you should watch it. It's just a documentary. What's that so. one on? He literally just said what it was about. No, I, no, no. What's it on? You said the, the oh pa- Netflix. Pam, Netflix. Pam and Tommy is Hulu. Netflix. This yeah. is Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. He one more here. Didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said what is it like? What is about? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Look at you snapping back at Lindsay. I know. Well, she's so no, snappy towards me all the time. You know. No wonder Rachel. No, I'm not. Yes, yeah. you are. Yeah, you no are. wonder Rachel. Take shots. All right, at you. really quick. <laughs> uh, I sent you guys this link earlier. So, with the Super Bowl coming up, Miller Lite announced their Meta Light bar in the metaverse, as reported today by Sedano's good friend, Darren Rovell. The good bar friend. is going to be located in the virtual world platform Decentraland. It says it's going to look like a classic tavern and offer an immersive communal experience with virtual pilsners and interactive features, including darts, billiards, and a stage. So it's just like an actual bar, and people actually have to be 21 to enter. Are you guys going to attend the Meta Light Bar in the Metaverse? Cap? I'm going to swipe left and say no. I'm going to go to a real bar, drink a real beer, be around real people. Okay. Um, no, I'm going to swipe left, too. I mean, I'm, I'm bi- I mean, I hope a lot of people do go because I have an investment in Decentraland, but outside of that, I don't, yeah, I don't really care. Hmm. So, and I love the Metaverse as a concept. So. What did you say? You have an investment in what? Decentraland, which is the uh, forget it, dude. The platform they're using. None. It's okay. Just next. Oh, we're done. All right, we're done. I we're want done. more on this. I want more on this whole investment on Decentraland or whatever. Yeah, Decentraland. Yeah. Uh, all right, you go worry about what you're gonna do uh, with uh, your Valentine situation. Right. You got a couple gonna, days to plan. I work that on out. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Sliwa, Michael are gonna come up next with the Lakers pregame for the Lakers Bucks. Great job, Kaplan. Uh, Great job, Jorge, in for Laura today. And, of course, great job, Lindsay. We will talk to you mañana. See ya. We also have the giveaway today. Oh, we do. That's right. We got a giveaway. Caller number seven right now wins tickets to our concert event, right? What is the concert event? It's the, yes. Super Bowl Music Fest, yeah. Yep, Super Bowl Music Fest with Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, and Mickey Guyton this Friday. Okay, there you go. The Bud Light Super Bowl Music Fest at Crypto.com Arena, Friday, February 11th. Caller 7, 877-710-ESPN wins that. Good luck.